Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. So tonight, I, I have in my heart, the Lord uh, put it in my heart to, to, to just minister along the lines of two subjects, which is what creates the challenge, is love. And why am I preaching in love? Well, maybe because Danny didn't last week. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and then the other thing, and the reason is Danny has preached in love for several years now, so that's the joke with that. But uh, uh, so love and forgiveness, which the two actually work very closely together. And I believe that if we're open to hear from God, uh, that God is going to help us in some areas that may have hindered some things in our lives. There's, uh, and this is how it, this message first started. I, w- I was with an individual that I love very dearly and respect greatly. And she told me, she said, she was dealing with some uh, situations several weeks ago. And she told me it was physical. So she was dealing with some challenges physically. And it seemed like it was one thing after the, another. And it was just creating just a lot of drama in her life as sickness and disease and that kind of thing can, uh, can cause in our lives. And, and she said, I don't understand why I can't get healed. I said, okay. And she said, maybe it's because there's two people that I haven't forgiven. And I said, well, maybe that could be a possibility. I said, no, you got to get unforgiveness out of your life and do not allow it to. One particular individual, she mentioned the two people, and, uh, and one individual has already gone to the reward. So I told her that individual is long and gone, and still you're being held captive by that. Because, look, if nothing else, it's going to rob you of your peace, and it's going to rob you of your joy. Amen. But there's so much more to, to it than just that. So that was one reason. The other reason, I was uh, just listening to some music, uh, and, and I came across a documentary of an of a individual who is a very, very famous singer. And if I gave you his name, most of you would know who he is. I'm not going to do that because I give you his name. You're going to wander off or start thinking about that individual instead of what we're talking about here. So the story, and I saw this documentary, and this is a gentleman that I, man, in the 80s, he, and still is, one of my favorite singers. This gentleman, I believe, won, he's a Christian, won nine Grammys. He was male vocalist of the year three times in a row, year after year after year and has a countless accolades. But what happened is, of course, he grew up in the church and learned to sing in the church and did all that. But what happened in his, he had a very uh, unstable, a dysfunctional home. In his home, his father was an alcoholic, okay? So he grew up in that environment. And so his father would, would drink and then come home and abuse his mother, would abuse him, his brothers. So he grew up in this environment. His his dad later became, God say, became a pastor, but never was able to overcome that. Times of frustration or disappointment, he would revert back to that in the same pattern. You know, he would, you know, go on whatever 
they do binges, I guess that's what they are. Yeah. And so then he would come home and do the same thing. This is a pastor. Are you looking at me so holy? And, and, and so this gentleman at the top of the top of his career, I mean, doing anything and everything he wanted, recording with some, I mean, he tells a story of receiving a Grammy in front of, even in the secular world, in front, they, of course, he was in the Christian category, but in front of Michael Jackson, in front of all these people that are like, you know, they're getting Grammys, he's, getting, he's right there with them. So, but because of what he had gone through in his life, there was this, this emptiness in his life. There's, there was this disappointment in his life. And he said that it was so bad that he could, he could not be happy. He would win a Grammy or, you know, get whatever, and it, it was just still empty. There was no satisfaction with any of this. Until one day, he decided, you know what? I'm going to take a drink. Because maybe that's how I can get away from this voice, but this loneliness, I can get it. And sure, sure enough, he did. He began to drink. And he would just maybe drink one or two. I don't recommend it because that never leads to anything. That's good, by the way. And so he did it. And, of course, he's telling the story. He's talking about the challenges that happen to people and uh, even Christian people. Don't get so holy that you can't, you know. So here's the thing. Before you knew it, he became an alcoholic. He had to have it every single day. Now, the whole story, and the reason I'm telling you this story, because he, there was a story that was told there that one day he went to an event, a Christian event, and he was totally smashed. He showed up an hour late to the thing. If people were wondering, where is he? He, and of course the place, it's some kind of award event or something. The place is full of people, very famous people. They're all there. They're all doing their part. He was going to sing. So, so he got there late. So everybody knew something's not right, right? He shows up and they discover that he is totally smashed. They're filming it live. So now what are we going to do? He gets up there. He fumbles through his thing, is up there basically falling over himself. And you can see this in the video. And, and so some, one of the producers finally decides, you know what? I'm going to get this guy off the stage because this could get really bad. So that's what they did. They took him to the green room where the room was full of people. What are we going to do now? You know what they decided to do, which was so remarkable, really touched me. Somebody, thank God for whoever that was, said, here's what we're going to do. We are going to pray for him. And this is not going to leave this room. We are going to choose to cover somebody's sin. And until that, until he brought this out himself, nobody said anything. But, you know, isn't it amazing? The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Yet how many times have we heard or we have seen and we've taken that and taken that out of that situation? 
And you know, I know many times we say, well, we want to pray. But you know, many times that borders gossip. That borders discord. Amen. And listen, whatever the situation may be, maybe like this or maybe something else that happened that somebody did something they shouldn't have done. It doesn't matter what it is. Love, love covers a multitude of sins. And as believers, we are called to walk in love and to love one another. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples By how much you prophesy in church, how well you sing, how well you dress. No, he said, by the love that you have one for another. And as a matter of fact, and I'm not going to go through my notes because there's no way we can do it in, this, in 15 minutes. So I'm going to try to give you the highlights. But Jesus said this in, in Matthew uh, I'm sorry, John. Now, he says it in Matthew as well. You remember the story? Uh, someone came to Jesus and asked him, what is the greatest commandment? He said, okay, here's the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. Then he said, that's the first one. And the second one, they asked for one, Jesus gave them two. Just like Jesus, more than enough, right? He says, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. You remember that? Okay. When the book of John, chapter 13, the story almost repeats itself verbatim. Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you. He says that you love one another as I have loved you. So he's raised the bar now. He said, forget about how you love yourself. You love your neighbor or you love those people around you. You love your brother and your sister the way I have loved you. First of all, he begins by saying it, it's a new commandment. So it's no, there's no choice in this. We don't have an opinion on this one. It doesn't matter who our neighbor is, what color they are, how old they are, how educated or ignorant they are. We are called to love those people around us. Amen. We're called to cover each other, to help each other. Amen. Jesus set our example. He said, by the love you have for one another, people will know that you are my disciples. Now, I'm just going to just name a few here real, very quickly. Just how Jesus loves us. Oh, how Jesus loves us. How he loves us. Amen. Amen. The Bible plainly tells us so. First of all, he stripped himself from all that made him God. He said, the Bible says he thought it not robbery. In other words, he said, I'm not being robbed by me leaving who I am. Jesus didn't think that way. So he stripped himself of everything. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that makes him God. He chose to set it aside. Number one. Number two, he left heaven. I'm not sure if anybody is willing to leave heaven, but thank God Jesus did. Amen. The Bible says he became a human. Here is creator becoming creation. This is how much Jesus loves us. He suffered and died on a cross for you and me. He went to hell so that you and I would not have to go to hell. 
Amen. He defeated death, hell, and the grave for us. He arose from the dead. He did this all, by the way, because he loves us. He poured out the Holy Ghost on us, Titus 3, 6 says. He ever lives, there's so much he loves us, he ever lives to make intercession for us. So instead of spreading something, we should probably pray for our brother and our sister. Amen. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. This is how much Jesus loves us and how much he expects us to love each other. Amen. Yeah. To stick by each other regardless of what happens. We are called to love each other. He has gone to prepare a place for us. That's how much he loves us. Amen. And he is coming back for you and I. That's how much Jesus loves us. So I would say this. The church as a whole, we have a lot of room for improvement when it comes to our love walk. Amen. The problem is that love fuels faith. Or the blessing is that if we can walk in, in love, then we can fuel our faith. Amen. Our faith will work the way God wants us to work. Our love for one another has to be right. We know, I'm not going to go over these scriptures because it's going to take too much time, but 1 Corinthians 13. Paul picks up that same subject and says what? If I speak in tongues of men and angels, but if I don't have lo love, basically he's saying I'm just a bunch of noise. That's all I am. Right? He says, if I can supernaturally flow in all kinds of gifts of the Spirit, but if I don't have love, then basically he's saying, I am nothing. Or it means nothing. And he says, though I give everything to the poor, if we give everything to the poor, and even give our lives as martyrs, but if we don't have love, it profits nothing. We're talking about love. And while we're on there in that same scripture, he goes on to talk about love. And I'm just going to read it for you. You know this very, very well, but I'm just going to remind you. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. We're talking about the God kind of love. I know it's supernatural, but it is God. And this is how Jesus loves us. So, folks, believe it or not, this is how God wants us to love each other. He says, it's patient, it's kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it does not, it is not self-seeking, it, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Amen? Amen? So when you hear something evil about your brother, do not rejoice. Do not share it with somebody because that is doing exactly the opposite. Even though it may be true, it's not walking in love. It always protects Boy, that's a good one. Amen. 
It always, that, we don't have to work on that one, I don't think. It always protects, right? No, we do. We have to work on that one. It always protects. We are called to protect each other. Sometimes from ourselves, amen? Sometimes we've got to protect people from themselves. They're their worst enemies, but that's what we're called to do. We are called to love, love each other, love people. Always protects, always trusts. There's a good one. It always trusts. It always hopes. They've let us down a hundred times, but we're hoping they are going to get it right. Amen. Always preserves. Love never fails, which leads me, and I'll just make the transition here. Chapter, uh, verse 5 of that says, love keeps no record of wrong. Love keeps no record of wrong, which means what? Love forgives. And we're going to need love to forgive. And look, all this is supernatural. I realize, but here's the great news. We have access to the supernatural Amen. of God. To the super God has given us his word, amen, to empower us. And he's given us his spirit to anoint us. So we're not, he's not asking every, anybody to do anything in their own natural ability or strength. He's given us the equipment, amen, and telling us how to use it. So love keeps no record of wrong. I'm going to read you a very quick story, and uh, I'm going to do my best to get us out of here in time. But if we're off a minute or two, I think it'll help you. It'll help us. It'll help everybody. So in Matthew 18, Jesus, again, telling a story, and I'm going to just going to read it right through. Uh, I'm going to read it out of the New International Version, uh, 18, starting in, in verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. And as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. Wow. Talk about a lending program. 10,000 bags of gold. His credit must have been really good. Was brought to him. Verse uh, 25, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife, his children, and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Verse 26, at, at this the servant fell on his knees before him. being uh, He said, be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. The servant master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Oh, happy day. I mean, talk about God coming through. Amen? But I notice verse uh, 29. His fellow servant, uh, I'm sorry, Oh, 28, I'm sorry. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants that owed him 100 silver coins. Wow. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay me back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me. I will pay it back. But notice verse 30. He said, but he 
refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could, uh, he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. The master called the servant in and said, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back what he owed. Now listen to verse 35. It is in the Bible. Jesus said it, but we very rarely hear this. Amen. But we should because it's in the Bible and Jesus said it. This is how my heavenly father would treat you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. Wow. Which means that if we don't forget, God can't forgive us. That's a pretty heavy statement right there. It's one that we should think about. We should uh, obviously do an inventory and say, God, is there anybody that I have not forgiven? Why? Because we want God to forgive us. And look, here's the thing. We have been forgiving, forgiven of a debt that we could never, ever pay. So whatever somebody said to you or whatever somebody did to you is nothing or will ever be anything compared to what God has forgiven us of. Amen. 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 Love forgives. Here's what I want you to understand and see. The servant had the ability to forgive, but he chose not to. That's, right. That's the difference. He chose not to. And many times, it's not that we can't forgive. It's not that we can't walk in love. It's that we choose not to. Right? It's our way of punishing them. We don't need to punish anybody. So nobody will punish us. It's amazing how the word of God and the principles of God work. And for with the very uh, principle that God laid out in the book of Genesis, every seed will reproduce after its own kind. Whether it's a peach seed or whether it's a hatred seed, whether it's a love seed or whether it's a forgiveness seed, it will reproduce after its own kind. Mark 11, of course, you know the, the scripture, Mark 11, 25, Jesus said, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone. Forgive them so that your heavenly Father may forgive your sins. I gave you two because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established, which means that this is a principle in the word of God. And just because we don't like it or nobody preaches on it, it's still in the Bible. Amen. And we have, we're going to have to give account for these things. Amen. Yes. Here's another one. And I'll read it quickly. Luke chapter 6, 
But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those that hate you, bless those that curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you in the cheek, turn the other. Also, someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Verse 30, give everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those that love them. And if you do good to those uh, who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those uh, from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. 35. But love your enemies. Do good to them that... Uh, uh, do good to them, sorry, and lend to them without expecting anything back. This is probably not the best business. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Uh, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be the children of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Verse 36, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Here's the one we hear the most. Give and it will be given back to you. They all work together. They're all connected. And it's the same principle in every single one. Amen. Look, I know that bad things happen to good people. And I know that hurt people hurt people. Does that make sense? Yep. Hurt people. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is we're called to love. And we are called to forgive. How is this ever possible? How can we love one another? We're all from different backgrounds, uh, different ethnic groups, different educational spectrums, different age groups. I tell this to the praise and worship team. This is a recipe for disaster unless God is involved. And guess, here's the thing. God is involved. And God is here to help us. One of my favorite scriptures. I'll finish with this one. Romans 5 and 5. You know it very well. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The contemporary version says this. God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our heart with his love. New Living Translation says, For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Another translation says, God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The contemporary says, God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our heart with his love. God's love is supernatural. It's already inside of it. Inside of us, we just have to yield to it and allow the love and the forgiveness to come through. It is a process, 
We need to grow in these two areas because these two things will cause our lives to be blessed by God. Amen. Just in the sheer fact of obedience to his word, you will be blessed. You will have peace. When you pray, you will have answers. Amen. And it's just a different level of living that God expects us to live into. The lack of unforgiveness, of course, hinders our faith, God's blessing, our healing, and our peace, and our joy. Amen. 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 And so tonight, I just want to pray with you. I want us to just quietly just check our hearts and look. Forgiveness and love is, is a decision, and we do not need to make it a feeling. If we get into feelings, now you've gone into the soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And the devil will beat your brains out if you're going to live and operate out of the soul. But if you choose to live out of the spirit, you can overcome the enemy and free yourself from any torment. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer and just we're going to search our hearts and make it right today. Again, love and forgiveness is a decision. The feelings will come later. Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you for your love. It is a supernatural love. And Lord, it's already in us. Your spirit has put it in us. Help us to love the way you love. Help us to set aside our preconceived ideas. Help us to set aside our emotions. And help us, Lord, to make that decision today to love our neighbor as you have loved us. And help us, Lord, as we walk in love. We want to obey you. We want to be pleasing to you. Father, help us. If somebody has wronged us, we loose them by faith. We choose to forgive tonight. Refuse to be held captive by unforgiveness. A tool that the enemy uses to rob us. Holy Spirit, help us, empower us, change us, help us. And for that, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen and amen. Well, I trust that anything, something that I've said, the Holy Spirit has helped you or will help you in the future. And maybe if nothing else, you can help somebody else by helping them to understand the importance of love and forgiveness in the life of a believer. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Aren't you glad for his word? I mean, it just feels, the presence of God is in here, just, you know, 
the Word of God, the Spirit of God working together to accomplish the will of God, and that is to set us free. Let's stand. We're going to be dismissed. Thank you for being in the house of God tonight. God bless you. Anybody excited about our 20th anniversary? I mean, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm so excited. All right. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for tonight. Lord, we believe, Lord, as we travel to our homes, Lord, as we continue to go to our jobs. Father, thank you for your angels watching over us and keeping us. Lord, we, we do pray Psalms 91 over each and every one of us, Lord. No evil will befall us, Lord. No plague will come nigh our dwelling, Lord. Thank you that no violence, no terrorism. Oh, that we're safe, we're protected, we're kept by you, Lord. We set our affection on you. And thank you, Lord, that we do abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you for your angels, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your word and your spirit working in us. Lord, you're desiring to use us. You're desiring to use our faith to bring us to a new level for greater things. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you've desired that we would be here during this time to be in this place, Father, a part of what you're doing in the earth today. And for that, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that as we endeavor to love you, first of all, that you will equip us to love each other. And Lord, that the world will see that we are your disciples by the love that we have one for another. And so for that, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.